All right, man, I'm excited. Let's start a new week. Happy Sunday. Let's do another episode of What They Did Right here on the Just One Listen podcast. And today we're going to check out a podcast called Firebug by Truth Media. It's new and noteworthy. And I pulled this podcast because they're very new uh, and they have a very unique way of storytelling. And I wanted to share that with you guys. I thought it could uh, bring some inspiration for those of you doing a storytelling podcast. I think, um, I think we can pull a lot from this. The editing style is kind of unique. We've heard it before. However, they've, they've got a little couple little spins in here. The only drawback is I hope that this doesn't add to fuel to the fire, no pun intended, uh, to Spotify. Because we're still not on Spotify yet. I hope we get on Spotify at some point. Um, email them again today. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully sooner than later. But while we wait, let's check out the uh, the Firebug podcast. For 10 years, a firebug terrorized Southern California, burning down businesses in broad daylight. Four people died. Then a manuscript for a novel led investigators to the last person they would have ever expected. That's it. That's it. It's under the true crime category. True crime is so massive. It's crazy. Um, it still blows my mind how much people are dumping into true crime. I get it. It's a cash cow. It's a damn near an audiobook. People love it. People love Dateline. People love 2020. People love this. They love it in podcasting. And I think um, Firebug's no exception. There's a lot. There is a lot. Actually, let's look at what they have. I can look at, if I look at the top charts right now, I guarantee you, true, look at this. Something was wrong. True Crime Podcast, Crime Junkie, True Crime Podcast. This is the top two. Number four is Morbid, a True Crime Podcast. That's number four. That's the top five. You know, let's see if we go to the next. Yeah, look at this. Number seven is Dateline NBC. Number eight is Dr. Death. Number 10 is Dr. Death. <laughs> Jesus. Um, number 11 is Solvable. Number 12 is My Favorite Murder. Number 15 is Live and Die in L.A. So many, dude. Uh, number 17 is Murder in Illinois. Number 18 is Bridgewater. So many. Dark History with Bailey. Oh, good job, Dark History. Good job, Bailey. She's got 23. Um, it's just in Firebug, actually, <laughs> coincidentally, falls as number 27 in the list. And they're fairly new. I don't know who Truth Media is. And call me new to the game, <laughs> call me whatever you want. Truth Media is something I have never heard of. Truth Media is Sony Music. <laughs> yeah. Um, Truth Media is owned by so Sony Music. And here we are, my friends. Here we are, coming full circle. You know, a little bit of history on my show that I used to do, the whole, uh, I'm gonna do is just a completely rude stretch on the microphone. Um, you know, when we started my podcast back in the day, um, the whole point of starting the podcast was because record labels were just dominating the industry. 
and just they you it was impossible to get in and the amount of effort that it took for an artist to get discovered was ridiculous and it was a lot of politics and nobody could get in on their own merit it was always who do you know and what do you bring to the table for me and i get that because business is business what's freaking me out is stuff like this these record labels are buying up these media companies it's kind of scary and the record labels also are they got smart you know they it took them a while napster really shook everything up but they got smart they understand how to tie into social media they understand now how to tie into these streaming services well case in point my show got taken off of Sp uh, spotify based on the artwork so i think um and it's coming back i just sent them another formal request and i cc the woman from from iheart media just to kind of add some add some pressure to it but uh, I am but a podcaster, so we'll see what happens. But it's fascinating to see Truth Media, I'm assuming, if Sony is posting this news, Truth Media, yeah, there it is right here, Sony Podcast. Truth Media is owned by Sony. Crazy, yep. Sony's running a bunch. Okay, doesn't matter. Uh, but that tells us that there's money behind the podcast. Fair enough. Let's unpack this show. Let's listen to episode one. I've listened to two episodes of this, and I think we can pull some notes. Again, if you want to analyze the show on your own, if I you know pique your interest a little bit, go check it out. It's Firebug. I don't get paid to check the to, to talk about these guys. I am but a single podcaster serving my fellow podcasters. Um, so let's check out chapter one, point of origin, and see what we think. April 17th, 1991. To the L. Harry Lee Literary Agency. Common criminals seem to have one characteristic they all shared. The need to distance themselves from their crimes as quickly as possible. All criminals, that okay. is. So if I'm visualizing this technically in my head, I'm, I'm hearing the, the guy on the mic. He's close by and sometimes even participates in the discovery and eventual extinguishment of his fire the arsonist is weak okay. and insecure. you got three tracks here you have the vocal which has an echo effect on it right that make it sound like he's talking in his mind firefighters during extinction right easy that's a typical that's a typical way we do this is film's been doing this for years based work that follows the pattern which is something you should take from film obviously you should take audio cues from film all the time just as much as you do other podcasts but yes echo for memory echo for for self-thought or internal dialogue rather in the near future okay 30 years ago this letter was made okay so let's go back really quick and by the baits in the discovery and eventual extinguish piano song track got a piano track going on this is weak and, and the typewriter it's three tracks it's crime in the dark the evidence is almost always destroyed. Now think about how much he's doing with three tracks. The picture that's being painted with three tracks. You throw a song down on one layer. You do the typewriter every time he speaks, which is a kind of a pain in the ass. But for that short of a dialogue, isn't that big of a pain in the ass? I have one characteristic they all share. The need to distance themselves from their crimes as quickly as possible. All criminals, that is. Highly simple. <laughs> but think of how impactful that is. 
Like you're sucked in. He's close by and sometimes even participates in the discovery and eventual extinguishment of his fire. The arsonist is weak and insecure and usually... And the writing is number one here, obviously. The evidence is almost so you have to love it. You have to love what you're doing. You have to love the process. But in terms of the technical editing piece, super simple to be make a major impact. Points of order. Now watch when they transfer or trans when they switch <laughs> transfer over to the uh, the narrator. Fires in California over the past eight years. He has not been identified or apprehended. Probably will not be in the near future. Thirty years ago. This letter was making the rounds at literary agencies across the country. No sign of reverb. For a novel called Points of Origin. Completely flat, and now you know you're talking to somebody who's narrating, or listening to somebody who's narrating the show, right? Very, very simple to think about. My name is Carrie Antholis. At the time, I was a young filmmaker living in Hollywood, looking for a story to tell. You pulled... I was in my car on my Either way. That's music or car ambience in the background. Came over the radio. Innocent, eight counts of arson. He's charged with setting several fires. Okay, so and that's clearly not a real news report, just because I'm being a, a, a snarky little know-it-all. But federal. That's that's not a real news report, um, but it's not that hard to say, "Hey, cousin Steve, come over and read this brief piece of script," and you filter it. You drop all the lows out of the audio and make it sound like it's a news report. And then you fade it back a little bit. So it sounds like a TV. That's it. Agents had arrested a suspected serial arsonist, a man they said had been torching California for a decade. And another piece of this, another sneaky trick is you can actually take, you can just watch. I can just do this. Watch. Um, you just look up wildfires news and type in a previous year, let's say 1998. Um, Let's see what they got. In the United States are spending the weekend in evacuation centers as wildfires. Well, I mean, this one doesn't count because if you're trying to do a United States show, well, 80 well, large fires my point being, states, my point being here is that you can you can pull news reports. The people they get posted to YouTube constantly. Um, copyright protection. Don't know if that's an issue with news. Let me let's see. Um, copyright infringement news reports. Yeah, they are. News broadcasts are generally copyright protected. However, under American copyright law, there is a place for fair use. This acts as a limit to the rights of the copyright holder. Okay. You have to, I guess you'd have to do a little bit of research. I don't want to make an assumption. I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to know anything about the law, but I, I loosely brush over things sometimes and sometimes haphazardly, uh, which is one of my weaknesses. And I usually go create first, uh, I, I'm the I'm the type of guy who will um, apologize later rather than ask first, and it doesn't always serve me well. <laughs> but I'm it's it's easier to apologize than ask permission ninety nine percent of the time, and so if you go into it with the with the mentality that okay if you don't have a budget, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Let's say you create a podcast. Um, and I'm going to try not to go off the rails. I'm passionate about this stuff because I've argued with a lot of people about this and there's going to be a lot of people out there who are familiar with the copyright law and all this stuff that are probably going to smack their forehead and you go, Jesus, this guy is giving the craziest advice. Okay. And it could be, 
I'm not trying to tell you how to operate your show. I'm not trying to tell you to do risky legal or make risky legal decisions. What I am suggesting is if you start recording today and you start creating a story podcast called Firebug and you're telling a story and you're pulling news reports and it's a beautiful symphony of sound and you've made something incredible that you're proud of. And then Sony comes by or Warner Media or Viacom or one of these guys shows up and they say, hey, you used a news report that is copywritten by our corporation. Take it down. And everything gets ripped down. One could argue that the amount of experience that you got executing that podcast and executing that work trumps all that. Doesn't matter. Because they can't take you down. (laughs) They can take your show down all day. You learn, you pivot, you move on. My point being is you never would have created all that content. You never would have learned what you would have learned if you would have been scared of legal repercussions the entire time. I'm not telling you to be reckless. I'm not suggesting that you do jump in and just start taking copywritten material. What I am suggesting is that you weigh your risk, put a little bit of thought into it, ask questions, even talk to your legal friends if you have questions around it. Take some time to read and make your decisions calculated and carefully. That's it. I just, I get so frustrated when I see these poor podcasters out here. They're trying to create something. They have an idea. They want to make something beautiful. And then one of these assholes, one of these um, the podcast lawyers shows up and says, nope, can't do that. Nope, you can't do that. And then they'll just, that idea just dissipates and gone into the ether. All I'm suggesting is try with the full understanding that you could get a cease and desist and your shit might be taken down. Now, I will add, the second you start taking a paycheck with someone else's content, that's when you need to start hiring a lawyer. That's when you need to be worried. That's when you need to be cautious. But if you've not collected a paycheck, if you are not profiting from that podcast, it's all experimental work. It's all experimentation. There's a million, billion other people out there doing it too. Again, not pushing you to be reckless, make calculated decisions, but don't let fear of copyright protection prevent you from being creative and working through your podcast. This soapbox rant brought to you by caffeine. Okay, back to the Firebug podcast. They searched his house. They found the letter you just heard and a manuscript for that novel, Points of Origin. The author of an unpublished novel about an arson. The feds had come to the conclusion that Points of Origin was more of a diary, that the fire set by its main... So what he's got going on, it's not traffic, it's fire. It's like, It sounds like a very soft, uh, filtered fire sound effect. That amazing story stuck in my mind. Sheila? But of course. Now he's pulling in an interview. So before we jump into that, though, he's got the fire and he's got the music. And he's... So think about two tracks, fire, music, solid tracks... And then he's pulling in little police reports in the background to add a little bit of intensity to, to make it seem like, you know, social awareness and people are concerned about this, right? And he's creating that concerned feeling in it. This is what they mean. This is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about painting pictures in your mind, making a movie mentally. That day, I had a face-to-face with legendary documentary producer, Sheila Nevins, which for me was a big opportunity. She's on Zoom, by the you way. remember when we first met? Shit. 
No. Okay. Did I look the same as I look See, now? See, now listen to this. Now, this is interesting because this is clearly a Zoom interview or a horribly acoustically treated room that they're recording in. So they, it, the, the beauty of this is, is it's that's the sound, that acoustic sound is being leveraged. Um, you're able to discern between the interview and between the narration. So you have the narrator speaking and, and pulling in the pieces as the story unfolds. These investigators had traced the fires in this. So night. you know when he's interviewing and you know when he's narrating. In real world murders. And all I could think about was, how do you use a work of fiction to find the truth? That was the most interesting part. I figured whether he was guilty or not, he was guilty of being obsessed by it. So they got the music behind it. You can hear it cut over to her. It's unintentionally intentional with the audio, the acoustics um, of her of her voice in that room, that echoey room. They've spliced up a Zoom call. You heard him interviewing her for half a second, but they cut pieces. They cut poignant pieces out of the interview with her. Now imagine listening to a full-ass, hour-long interview with that woman on Zoom versus presenting it in this way. You know, this goes for the interview podcast too. Nobody wants to hear it because it's a lot of fucking work. You know, I think, um, I think we have to remember entertainment value when it comes to podcasting. It's a lot of work. His obsession is fire. And that's a good story. And they're pulling very, very, very important pieces of their interview with her. You see how they're timing that. They got the music behind her. So you got the clarity of the music with the shitty vocal of hers, um, with, you know, the echoey room, uh, Zoom, it, artifacty, doesn't matter. They've masked it with the music. They're, I mean, think about how smooth that sounds with her voice and imagine how different that would sound without the music. Find the truth. That was the most interesting part. I figured whether he was guilty you or not. You see what I'm saying? It's art, man. This is art. Obsessed by it. His obsession is fire and that's a good story sheila told me to go check it out and that started me on a long journey 30 years later i'm picking up that weird fiery novel to see what investigators saw when they arrested the man who wrote it to find out where the truth meets the fiction Sheila, do you remember what you told me? You're a good guy, Karen. Now go start a few fires. A devastating rash of fires fueled by erratic winds, a withering heat wave, not to mention arsonists. A brush fire burned 67 homes, 29 other fires left in... Eight you see what I'm saying? It's our trail of ash. It's beautiful. Southern California was being beat to death with fires. Governor George Duke Majan offered a $50,000 reward for information. Those are real news reports. <laughs> arsonist. The Highway 99 arsonist. Hello, Pyro. The most prolific arsonist of the 20th century. Now, fortunately for this podcaster, you know, he's backed by Sony, so he probably has unlimited access to awesome music, which it sounds like. Under the very noses of these investigators. More than anyone, we're going to get this guy. So this guy's not going to stop, you know. Firebugs don't stop. 
I'm Carrie Antholis, and this is Firebug, chapter one, point of origin. What an excellent way, what an excellent way to bring in the first episode of your show. Um, I went on way long. I think, um, I think there's a lot we can pull from this. I think there's a lot we can pull from this. Let's see. Let's think about what we're taking away from this. Here's what I think we pull. Think about how the simplicity of just the intro of the typewritten intro um, as the firebug person, uh, criminal, that like they're the, the typewriting effect, the audio background music, the sound effects, the simplicity of adding three tracks to, to draw into theater of the mind. Then we think about the difference between the narrative, the sound um, with the effects on the voice. You have the internal dialogue with the echo. We have the solid, more upfront sound with the guy who's narrating. And then think about the way that they handled those interviews. The interviews are fantastic because what he's doing is very similar to the very similar pattern to many other news type shows like this where they're pulling audio and they're pulling the poignant pieces but he layers music behind it to keep it smooth it's pretty incredible firebug podcast by truth media and we'll catch you guys next week on another episode of just one listen what they did right thanks guys